Hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 50. We made it to 50 episodes. Can you believe it? Woohoo! And as I'm recording this episode, I am also just shy of 50,000 downloads. And if you're new here, I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. I really hope you enjoyed last week's conversation with Erica Diaz-Castro as we dove into her digital organization and home management tips. Like many of you, I'm gearing up for my kids to start back to school, woohoo, and I'm anticipating a shift in routines from a somewhat relaxed summer to the structure of school, sports, activities, and more. And that's why I thought I would share five back-to-school routines that can help you, my overwhelmed mama friend, as you move into the fall so you can feel fantastic rather than frazzled. So what do you say? Grab the notebook and pen and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. I really appreciate everyone who's been leaving reviews and Apple Podcasts for the show and also sharing it with others. Because of you, this is why I've reached 50 episodes, almost 50,000 downloads, and I'm currently a top 1.5% globally ranked podcast. Thank you so much, and please stay tuned in September for another fun giveaway. I also want to mention that back to school may be a perfect time to talk through your biggest decluttering mindset blocks with me so you can have a step-by-step plan to tackle the clutter in your home. You can either join the free Facebook group at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm and participate in our decluttering challenges every other week, or you can always work with me directly for in-person or virtual decluttering services. And you can check the show notes for more information about that. One of the moms in my Facebook group named Courtney, who has been participating almost from the beginning of the group, recently shared this feedback with me. We haven't done formal coaching together, but she listens to the podcast and has been putting what she learns into action by decluttering during our challenges and also on her own. She writes, I just thought I'd let you know how far I have come since I started following you. I've been eliminating so much stuff that was just taking up space. It allowed me to free up enough time to get my real estate license in three months, helped me manage my anxiety, and my house is easier to maintain. I started doing a load of laundry each night, and the longer I do this, it's easier to see what's really unnecessary. I still have a long way to go, but I see the progress and it's helped me accomplish so much in such a short amount of time. So thank you for keeping me motivated to keep going. 
Wow. Courtney, that makes me so happy. And I love hearing how decluttering and simplifying is helping you and other mamas out there ditch the overwhelm and find peace and sanity again. Please make sure you join us in the Facebook group if you haven't already, and I hope to see you there. Okay, I am very excited to dive into these back-to-school routines. I want to be very clear that there is no expectation that you incorporate everything into your day immediately. In fact, I think that's a horrible idea because you'll get overwhelmed, and that's not why we're here, right? So I'm going to make some suggestions, and while I recommend you take notes on everything for future reference, or of course listen to the episode again, I would recommend you start with just one routine and get really solid with that. It can be the one that causes you the most stress, or the one that you know impacts the way the rest of the day goes, which I will talk to you about my opinion of what that is in just a minute. The other thing I want to mention before we get started is that I highly recommend having an understanding of what your floor and ceiling are when it comes to routines. So what do I mean by that? Well, the bare minimum of what is acceptable to you is your floor. Perhaps when you're getting ready before bed and you're super tired, your floor is brushing and flossing your teeth and washing your face. The ceiling could include additional things if you have the time and energy, like applying your eye cream or using mouthwash or something like that. You get the idea. As long as you are accomplishing your floor or minimum of your routine, you're good. Anything else? Icing on the cake. So keep this in mind as we dive in. The five routines I'm going to review mirror the five time blocks in a day. I'm a member of Chelsea Jo Moore's Systemize Your Life Academy, which I'll link in the show notes, and I highly recommend her podcast, Systemize Your Life. Anyway, I use her five time block system, and I'm going to link to a podcast episode where she goes into this in more depth. So are you ready? Let's do it. So now you might be thinking we're going to start with the morning routine, but actually I am going to start with the PM routine, which goes from when your kids come home from school to when they go to bed. So why am I starting there? Because I find that many of the overwhelmed moms I know have this domino effect with this time not going well, and then it snowballs into the kids getting to bed late, and then the mom's getting to bed late, and then it's dragging in the morning. Does this sound familiar to you? So if you can only focus on one of these five routines, I'd recommend this PM time block. I'm going to talk about what I personally do during this time, and you can see what works for you, keeping in mind our floor and ceiling that we talked about earlier. So when my kids come through the door, they put their shoes where they belong, or at least we're working on that, right? And they give me their backpacks. I get them a snack if they're hungry, and as they're eating it, I'm going through their backpacks. I take papers out, put them in my physical inbox in my kitchen so that I can review them later on. And I also have the mail that I usually get when I go out to the bus stop, put it in that inbox as well. I look through their lunch boxes, put the ice packs back in the freezer, throw away any trash. Then I put the backpacks in a special spot in my kitchen in the corner so that I can put any papers that need to go back in there later. And at about 4.30, my kids watch a show. I use the screen time very strategically so that I can prepare dinner without interruption most of the time. And I aim to have us eating dinner as a family at 5.15. I either do a crock pot meal or something that takes about 20 minutes or less to prepare. We usually eat around 5.15, 5.30. And since my kids eat incredibly fast, we are usually done at around 5.45. They clear their plates. My husband helps them start their showers. I clean up the kitchen. So my kitchen tidy is part of this PM block 
for me. And the minimum or floor is that all the dishes are in the dishwasher or on the drying rack. So the sink is clear and the table and the counters are wiped down. That's my floor for that. So the rest of the PM block involves getting the kids ready for bed, reading with them, laying with them until they go to sleep. They're usually asleep around eight or 8.15, which may seem early to you, but I like having time in the evenings for myself and with my husband so that I can go to bed at a decent time. So if you haven't noticed, we eat dinner early so they can get ready for bed early so they can go to sleep early so I can sleep at a decent time. The most important place you can tweak your routines is where you can be proactive in your day rather than being reactive and resentful. And I believe that's the PM routine. So after the PM routine comes the second routine I want to talk about, the evening routine after the kids go to bed until when I go to bed. I look at those papers from the inbox, take a look at what needs action immediately from school papers or the mail. Any worksheets or flyers I don't want to keep immediately gets recycled. And you can listen to episode 28 all about how I process paper. I scan or shred anything remaining that night or every few nights. And here comes the point in the evening where I really just want to watch Netflix and relax. (laughs) And sometimes I do, but sometimes evening Emily always thinks morning Emily is a superwoman and can get all of this extra stuff done. But then morning Emily curses evening Emily for putting things off. Can you relate to that? Yeah, that's, that's me quite a bit. So I find that even looking at tomorrow's calendar to see what's going on, to know what I'm making for dinner, and if I have to defrost anything, it helps me a ton. This only takes me a few minutes. Then I set out my workout clothes the night before and decide what I'm going to wear the next day. Again, only takes a couple minutes. This is made much easier by my limited wardrobe, which I talk about a little bit more in episode 20. After that, I relax, get ready for bed, read, and try to fall asleep by 10.15 or so. Again, an early bedtime helps me so I get enough sleep so I don't wake up feeling behind because if you're scrolling on your phone till midnight, then your kids wake up bright and early, it's going to make the next morning chaotic and in my opinion, rather unpleasant. So we're going to move right along to the third routine, which is your morning routine. This is the time between when you wake up and when your kids wake up. Now, perhaps your kids are waking you up in this season of life. You might be okay with that. But most moms I know feel frazzled because when their kids wake up, they demand immediate attention. Or maybe those are just my kids. Mom, can you help me make my bed? Mom, help me get breakfast. Mom, where's my favorite shirt? Does that sound familiar? So maybe you can only wake up 10 minutes before your kids. Maybe you can swing an hour. Either way, getting ready during this time and having some quiet reflection time is key. So I usually go for a walk because my husband's able to help if the kids wake up. But no matter how much time you have, see what you can do to kind of center yourself. Look at your calendar again. See what your day is going to look like. Figure out your floor and your ceiling and you won't get overwhelmed. So the kids are now up and that brings us to our AM routine, which is fourth on the list. And when my boys get up, they know that in order to have their iPad time for the day where they play this coding game, they have to have their routines completed. And they know what routine means. Getting dressed, putting last night's pajamas in the hamper, making their bed, brushing their teeth, and then coming downstairs, eating breakfast and bringing those dishes to the sink. Now, depending on the age of your kids, my boys are five and a half and seven. This may or may not be looking the same for you because they may be more independent or they may need you helping them with everything. So at every age and every stage, you want to encourage them to take ownership and to keep gaining a little bit more responsibility, doing more and more on their own every day. 
During this time, my husband and I are tag teaming. If I'm back from my walk, I'll reset our bedroom, make sure the bed is made, everything's picked up, start that load of laundry. You can check out episode 26, all about my daily laundry routine. Then I help the kids with breakfast if need be, finalize school lunches, get all of those necessary papers in the backpacks and have those backpacks and the shoes by the front door. So then when it's time to go to the bus, everything's in one place. My kids only have one pair of sneakers each and they're at the front door. So there's no searching for what shoes to wear to get out of there. We get to the bus a little before eight and they are off. Okay, so we've covered a lot of ground so far. We've gone through four of the five time blocks and routines already. And the fifth time block of the day is from when your kids go to school in the morning to when they come back in the afternoon. And you could call this your work block or your day block. This will look different for you depending on your work situation and the ages of your kids. Maybe they're just in preschool, so they come back a little earlier. So there aren't a ton of routines that we can necessarily discuss here because everyone's situation is different, except maybe starting a crock pot meal for dinner, putting the clean load of laundry from the day before away, and then trying to reset spaces before moving on to the next activity in your home, doing errands, that sort of thing. And you're definitely gonna develop your own routines, both the floor and ceiling of those, depending on what you have going on during the day. So to recap, and I know that we've covered a lot, I believe the most important back to school routine is to start with the PM routine, which starts when your kids walk through the door in the afternoon from school until the time when they go to bed. What happens in this time block impacts how the rest of the evening goes, which impacts how your morning goes the next day. So remember your floors and ceilings, decide what the most important things are for you, and make sure you always have a system around your stuff that's coming into your home. And by the way, throwing everything on the floor or the counter is not a system. I really hope this episode blessed you, and if so, please share it with a friend, especially a mama friend who is preparing for back to school in her life, and make sure to join the free Facebook group at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm, because I am going to be starting a new training series all about systems and routines. Next week, we'll be talking to Jen Rogers from Bold and Blended Stepmoms, all about decluttering relationships that are no longer serving us. And it's a good one. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.